When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. So, where I agree with Brian, not even better overall team. And I just kind of think it's the Niners curious because that sounds, but I do. But I can't explain away anymore. I can't get out of my head what I've watched the past month or so with the defense. And to me, I'm like, am, are we just glossing this over because we're so happy we're in the Super Bowl? Do you think there's real issues there or am I, or am I making too big a deal out of this? I think the issue is, is the things that we took for granted and set our watch to haven't been there. I mean, you look at this defensive line and then you add Chase Young, you, you're thinking, oh my God, I mean, and then Armstead comes back, you're like, well, I mean, we're all the way back and this shouldn't be a problem. Regardless, I think the Packers and Lions have phenomenal offensive lines. So let's let's go through the, the playoffs. You can write off the play the, the Packers game. Oh, they're slipping and sliding everywhere, everywhere. Well, by the way, the only team that was slipping and sliding were the 49ers, not the Packers. That's funny, huh? And then the Lions, the Lions have a bunch of studs, right? Panay Sewell, Taylor Decker, you know, Ragnow. And even if they were missing their guard, they have an offensive line, right? And then you that's the part I think that scares me the most out is the effort thing. Like when I see Chase Young jogging, like in pursuit, and you just see Jameer Gibbs, he runs through an arm tackle, and you're Chase Young you have a chance to get yourself a bag. And I had heard the whispers from Washington people that he was someone who was lackadaisical. And I just said, ah, you know what? It's Washington. You guys got problems. Well, why is this popping up in the NFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right, Al. They are fortunate that Dan Campbell makes some baffling decisions, like kicking a field goal when you when the, the defense can't stop you at halftime. And then when the defense is starting to gain momentum, now you want to go for it on fourth down? Like, I, I I don't understand that. And then you have the Jameer Gibbs fumble. Then you have, you know, the, the face mask um play, and you're in it. But the thing that we set our watch to was $20 million for almost every single guy on this defensive line. I need production. I don't – you know what? I'm a big pressures over sacks guy. I need production. I need sacks. Pressures are great and all. They can disrupt things. You can find yourself – pressuring the quarterback and making a turnover worthy play or, and you know, make, having a turnover bounce off that, but you guys got to make your money in this game. You have to make your money in this game. I think the one thing that we were all worried about was the secondary 
And then you turn around and Mooney Ward's an all-pro this time. You know, it's John yeah. Gibson solid. You know, you lose Hufunga. And I think that's a little bit of where we're kind of missing on run defense. And and I love Jair Brown. Yeah. I think he's going to be a fine player. But he does take some some strong angles. And he and he just he just misses a little bit. He's just a little over-aggressive. But, yeah, like the thing that we set our watch to and we thought we didn't have to worry about has turned into something like, where are you guys? Because mm. – we all know there's the age-old thing, pass rush, coverage, what does what. Sometimes coverage turns into a pass rush. Sometimes pass rush, you know, covers up the coverage. I need that pass rush to be there, disrespectful, like in the quarterback's face all the time. You guys make far too much money, and I'm not a pocket watcher. You guys make far too much money to not have any production, and that's the part that scares me the most out. Yeah, and and when you talk about pressures over sacks, I understand like a lot of times pressure is is enough, especially against a quarterback like Jared Goff, right? Where if you move him off his spot by like five inches, he loses his mind. But you're going against literally the slipperiest quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know if he covers his uniform in baby oil or whatever the case may be. But this dude is an escape artist of the highest. Uh, regard and pressure isn't going to do it against Patrick Mahomes and you got to get home and, and you're going against a banged up offensive line. It sounds like Joe Tooney won't play, which is a big loss for the chiefs and their tackles have been pretty terrible this year. Juwan Taylor is the most penalized uh, player in the NFL over, uh, over the past eight seasons. He, uh, uh, he, was penalized the most this season since uh, 20, what, 20 or 2016. Um, so when Nick Bosa was like, they asked him, what do you notice about the offensive line? He says they hold a lot. Well, yeah, that's Jawan Taylor. That's what he does. And you notice that he's not getting called in the playoffs because we know in the postseason that it, unless they're tackling you, it's, it's hard to get a holding call. So you got to take advantage of, of where Kansas city is weak this year just like the Bucs did in 2020 when they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They did it because the Chiefs' offensive line was banged up and Patrick Mahomes had no time. And, you know, you look at, you know, Jay, you said it earlier, this this offense that the Chiefs are running. Um, if you look at it just league-wide, it, it's most similar to what you were seeing in, in Jacksonville, if we're being perfectly honest. You know, an RPO-heavy uh, kind of dink and dunk, offense and you saw what this 49ers defense could do against an offense like that we need a performance like that you know Trevor Lawrence is not Patrick Mahomes I understand that and you know Travis Kelsey postseason Travis Kelsey is a nightmare but anybody else Isaiah Pacheco Rasheed Rice Marquez Val Valdez Scantling those are not guys that you should have to be worried about and if you are getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes and you are bringing him down, then you won't be worried about those guys. So this is a game on the defensive side that has to be defined by the defensive line. They have to show out. And if they don't, this defense is probably going to be in trouble because the only thing you can do to defend this type of offense that the Chiefs have been running, especially in the playoffs, is to tackle well. And they haven't been doing that. So mm -hmm. I don't want to rely on that. I want to rely on this defensive line eating and eating and eating and eating and leaving no crumbs because that's what's going to that's what's going to be the difference in my mind between a, a victory and a defeat. 
Yeah, I think the whole Hufunga thing is a great point. I don't think it's been talked about enough. I feel like there was a lot of complaining being done about him this year in his coverage and wasn't having as good of a season. At the end of the day, the guy's still like a missile, you know, around the field and he still makes plays and he still had three interceptions and he's still good against the run and, and they really do miss him. I saw a stat today too that scared me a little bit because, you know, Andy Reid, you know, might be the best offensive play caller in the game. Niners are ranked 26th in EPA per play against screen passes in the, during the regular season. Mm. Um, they also have trouble um, defending three tight end sets, which the Chiefs use. And the Niners disguise their coverage at the third lowest rate, and only the Jets and the Giants dis- disguise it less. And when the Chiefs played the Jets, I think it was in week four. It was a close game, but the Chiefs gained over 100 yards or 400 yards in that game. Um, had like 26 first downs or something like that. So there's things in there that I, th- I think can be exploited because, you know, with Andy Reid's offense and with Mahomes. So that, so that does worry me a little bit. But the Chiefs are not going to leave the door open like those other teams did, like the Packers did, like the Lions did. They're, they're most likely not going to do that. So this Niners defense, yeah, they have to play 60 minutes. None of this getting started in the second quarter or third quarter shit. Come out and dominate like you did in 2019 and take the game right. over. And what scares me the most is, Somebody that I think, you know, everybody's got their eyes on players. What scares me the most is Steve Spagnola. Yeah. Now, let's mm-hmm. look at Steve Spagnola's track record. He's flummoxed two of the best offenses of all time in the Patriots. And he beat the San Francisco 49ers at the end of that game, right? And he's found a way to always stop high-powered offenses. A little bit of the Baltimore game was the fact that they just completely forgot what got them there. And Todd Monken said, run oh the ball, God. throw it all Ooh. out. Like, you know, like, what? and then what? you have Zay yeah. Flowers fumbling at the goal line and, and like little weird stuff. I mean, Hey, stuff like that's got to happen for you to win games. But Steve Spagnola has been disguising his coverages so well, where it looks like it's single high. And it's like an amoeba defense where they're like mm-hmm. literally moving around and it's so many moving parts and it's, it's hard to recognize where it's coming from. And that's what's really scaring me just a little bit. This chess match between Shanahan and Spagnola is probably the key to all this. Because I, I did a little digging myself when it came to, you know, obviously the Chiefs have problems with run defense. And obviously the 49ers are a heavy 21 personnel group, you know, two two running backs, which the second one is Kyle Juszczyk and a tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they run the second most rushing attempts uh, only behind Miami, which I wonder, you know, where all that came from, right? <laughs> um, and it's 194 attempts, 1,008 yards, 575 yards after contact, five touchdowns. And the Chiefs allow the second most yards facing 21 with 61 attempts, 362 yards, 223 yards uh, after contact and 18 first downs. But do you think Steve Spagnuolo is going to sit there and just say, hey, well, we can't stop the run. Let's just kind of hope that like I think that there's going to be a opportunity here where you're going to see linebackers closer to the line. You're going to see the safeties move up a little bit because they are going to want Brock Purdy to make throws. So the chess match becomes. Do you run through those loaded boxes? Do you run against them trying to stop the run and get away from that? Or do you kind of turn into something that maybe Steve Spagnola wants you to do because LeJarrius Sneed is a dog on the outside? So that's the part that is a little bit troubling to me is like, what do you do? Who makes the adjustment? Who's the one who blinks first? Who abandons whatever game plan? Because this has to be a 25-30 touch Christian McCaffrey game. I, I love the quote movies Absolutely. and the water boy. Uh, last game of the season can't leave i can't hold anything back literally there's no rest there's nothing else there's no other game after this you're gonna make your money christian mccaffrey touch the ball 30 times give it to him till he pukes but mm-hmm. i want to see what spagnola does i want to see how shanahan goes and i think that chess match is the most fascinating part of this game 
Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I think this game only hinges on, uh, Shanahan versus Spagnolo because, you know, like I said, this, this chief's offense is probably the worst offense that they've had under Patrick Mahomes, I think in his entire starting career. And, you know, you look at what they did against the Ravens, you know, Andy Reid is very much like Kyle Shanahan, Bill Walsh, right? Like he loves to script his opening 25 plays or however many it is. And you, you watch that AFC championship game and they scored two touchdowns on those scripted plays. And then once the script was over, how many points did they score? Three, the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the Ravens kick ass defense. I understand that. That's a great defense, but it also speaks to the fact that once you get out of Andy Reid's script, this offense still struggles to find itself and still struggles to, to figure things out on the fly. And so to me, as long as you can weather those those first 25 punches, if you will, um, I, th I think the defense is going to, to be able to hold its own once they do that. So now the question becomes, can Kyle Shanahan go blow for blow with Steve Spagnuolo? And like you said, Jason, obviously the Chiefs are going to come in geared up to defend the run, but regardless of if you're geared up to defend the run or not, you also have to be good at defending the run, and the Chiefs aren't. And, and when it comes to zone runs, the Chiefs are 31st in the NFL in defending zone runs, and the 49ers are first in the NFL on yards per carry on zone runs. It's their bread and butter, and it's, it's, it's strength against weakness. And I think this is, as much as I would love to see Brock Purdy win a, a Super Bowl MVP just to really just stand up and, and, and grab his balls and be like, like, this is, I'm here, guys. I'm me. I'm here. This is, this is, this is my time. This, if the 49ers win this game, Christian McCaffrey is going to be Super Bowl MVP because he's going to put up a superhero like performance. And I just pray that Kyle Shanahan is ready for that. I, I, I want, I want 2019 NFC Championship Kyle Shanahan. 